Catherine said, Nicole, I want to thank you. There is no need. There is every need for making the journey to find us, for answering my prayers so wonderfully, for growing into the beautiful woman that you are. In spite of all the nightmares and the yearnings and the regrets, God has faithfully helped me to see that what Louise and I did so many years ago was right. Thank you also for giving me this wonderful winter with you, and Catherine's voice became shaky, so she stopped and dabbed the corners of her eyes. No tears. I promised Andrew and myself that there would be no tears. Oh, Mama. It was then that Nicole had felt the impressions come together into a kind of revelation. No matter what the natural course might be or how it was for the rest of the world, she did not have one mother, but two. This was not mere feeling, for when she reached over and took hold of Catherine's hands, she knew it to be truth. I love you so much, my darling Nicole. I think I knew the instant you arrived that you would be leaving. And, hard as this morning is, I also think that knowing this time would come has made the days we have shared all the more precious. Nicole stood at the ship's landward railing and waved and waved. Long after the three figures had been blocked by the ships lying to anchor, still she stood. At every tack, as the ship threaded its way carefully among the merchant vessels and the men of war, she raced the opposite rail. There she craned and searched, desperate for one more glimpse of the family she had found and was now leaving behind. Only after they had cleared the harbor mouth and the rocky promontory blocked her view entirely did Nicole release her hold on the railing. Even then she did not turn away, for she now found herself caught up in a surging wave of regret and sorrow. She watched as each rise and fall of the ship, each slapping wave and mark of the boatswain's whistle, drew her ever further from the place she loved. Now that it was too late, now that she had given in to what she thought she wanted, she felt desperate to return again to her Acadian home. "'Begging your pardon, Miss Arrow?' "'Yes.' She used the excuse of wind-flung hair to sweep away the gathering tears. Only then did she turn around. "'Andrew Potter, at your service, ma'am.' The midshipman was fair-haired and freckled, and appeared younger than she. Her inspection caused him to blush a little. "'The captain's compliments. Perhaps you'd like me to show you to your quarters.' "'Thank you. Uh, My things—' "'They've already been stowed, miss. This way, if you please.' Nicole followed him across the deck, now rising and falling with greater intensity as they headed out into the deep ocean swells, and then down the staircase. He rapped on a door, and at the sound of a woman's voice from within, he opened it and announced, "'Miss Arrow, if you please, ma'am.' "'Very good, Andy. Show her in.' The woman who rose to greet Nicole was gray-haired, very slender, and held herself rigidly erect. Though she wore a dress of violet rather than black, Nicole had the immediate impression of standing in the presence of someone recently bereaved. Her eyes were red-rimmed, and her lips were pressed so tightly together that the skin wrinkled around her mouth. Her right hand clutched a crumpled handkerchief. "'Good day to you, Miss Harrow. I am Emily Madden, the ship's captain. Captain Madden is my husband. "'An honor to meet you, Mrs. Madden.' Nicole gave a low curtsy, more than anything to hide her dismay over having to spend weeks in this grieving woman's company. Andy, perhaps you would be so good as to have Benson serve tea. I'd be happy to do it myself, ma'am. 
Before she could object, he hastily offered a quick bow and backed out of the room. I see you've already smitten one of James's officers. No doubt you shall have them all under your charm before the day is out. Nicole wondered if Mrs. Madden was displeased with her. I beg your pardon, madame, but I wish to be no bother to anyone. No, of course not. She then noticed the direction of Nicole's wandering eyes. Rather impressive, is it not? Nicole took this as permission to give herself over to enjoying the ambience of the room. It is positively stunning. Built into the rear of the cabin was a swath of glass panels through which she could view the sea streaming out behind the ship. Yes, I imagine the captain's great room would make for marvelous accommodations in which to enjoy one's first voyage across the sea. I have been to sea before, madame. In the distance she could see the tall hills near Halifax and two of the town's higher steeples. Oh, and when was that?